0: 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 8, start, 2, 1, Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Flight Plate Podcast. I'm a co-host, Josh Wennis, along, as usual, with touring professional, Jordan Castro. Jordan, how are we doing tonight, man?
1: I'm doing well. Just hanging out, just relaxing. It was a busy, busy, busy week in uh, Oceanside for the Goat Hill Challenge. So I'm back and uh, just relaxing the last few
0: days. Yeah, absolutely. I hear you. And we're definitely going to dive right into that and talk all about it. First off... Uh, you know, we want to thank everybody for keeping it coming back, and hope you guys are enjoying the show. We've gotten a lot of good feedback. I've gotten some good feedback lately, and it's it's a lot of fun to see. Um, appreciate that. One thing that I wanted to mention at the top here that we forgot to mention last week was we had a really cool shout out on social media on Twitter in in uh, particular from a gentleman from Africa who took our uh, our suggestion our disc suggestion to heart. And picked himself up a a Volt, I believe it was a bendy Volt, if I remember correctly, and uh, got himself an ace with it. His first ace, I think it said, too. So, uh, super, super cool. Want to shout out, I I think it was Jade. I, I don't have the tweet pulled up now. But, man, that's so awesome. That made my day when I saw that. That was really cool. Really, really cool to see. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I woke up and saw, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I couldn't believe it too. So there's especially like acing, then especially some listening, and then especially like um, listening and recommendations. So it's just it's moments like that just make make your day, especially when you just wake up.
0: Yeah, that that inspired me. And just this last weekend when I was down at uh, Titan Disc Golf in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, I was cruising around and saw in their used bin a Volt. Had to pick one up. I used to have a Bendy James and got rid of it because I wasn't really throwing it, but uh, I'm inspired now. So now I got to get out and throw that. So awesome stuff. Good to hear. Welcome to the show. Challenge at Goat Hill. You know, okay. So we had a week of, you know, no DGPT, no silver series. You know, we saw some pros taking time off, you know, just casually flying down to Mexico, whatever. I saw Hannah McBath was was doing some flower garden expo thing at Disney, you know, just minor stuff, no big deal. But meanwhile, there was a handful of tournaments out there, and like you mentioned at the top here, Challenge at Goat Hill, um, and our man Mr. Castro was there. So why don't you go ahead and just walk us through that just a little bit.
1: Yeah, so Goat Hill is in uh, Oceanside, so it's a little north of San Diego. Um, it's a USDDC qualifier. And it's about like five and a half hours, six hours from Phoenix. So it's quite the easy drive. So I actually flew to the Dynamic Open, then flew back. So just eliminate the long drive cross-country. That's a lot of uh, reasons why a lot of people go to Denver or the Goat Hill, too, just because, uh, the drive. So, And especially with that off weekend, a lot of people take that. Weekend off traveling the whole country. Um, but me, it was just like, all right, I played well there last year and was trying to get top five, if not winning the tournament, to try and qualify. Um, but obviously, I was didn't throw the greatest drives out there. I was uh, Sammy the Sprinkler, so I grabbed the I didn't – honestly, everything felt great in practice, the throw, the putt, everything, then I get to the tournament. And it just – I came out – the disc comes out of the hand, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that was 80 degrees right. 90 degrees right all, all Everything was going left or right but except the fairway So I just couldn't get up and down Or just like playing for par too So I uh, just struggled a little bit too Which is uh, frustrating And motivating because it's my driving is my Strong suit uh, re- recently So um, Just something to work on obviously a lot of field Work and a lot of putting and practice so I ended up shooting Averaging like 10.05, 10.10 um, Not the greatest <clears throat> Excuse me so I took 19th. Uh, obviously, it's it's tough. I mean, you always want to play better, play good, and at least try and compete, especially the USDC spot, because there's not that many qualifiers nowadays. Um, well, there is, but like limited spots, too. So I was really looking forward to do that. But like you said, it's just a way to improve. But I mean, there's, ton, there's tons of great golf on, on both sides, so...
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, watching the scores through the weekend and there's coverage of this. If you're interested, Central Coast Disc Golf covered it, which was awesome. Um shout out to uh, all those guys and Ian. Love love that coverage. So Go check that out for sure, and um, you can see that. It was taken down in a little bit of a nail-biter, which was fun to watch down the stretch, but Alden Harris, man, this kid has been playing really, really consistently, trending upward this year. I mean, he's been kind of known every tournament that he's played in and played extremely well in that, that coverage just talked about him, it The kid plays clean. Like I mean, it's just not a lot of bogeys um, at all, and I think there was only one, maybe two total this weekend at Challenge at Goat Hill. So, uh, again, he came out on top and squeaked out a one-stroke victory over Luke Sampson. There's another name that I I love to see. I mean, it's so great. I I always love to see it. Just seeing these um, lesser-known disc companies be sponsor sponsoring players, and then players doing so well with being CastaPlast sponsored. So, very, very cool. Uh, Edging. Uh, Luke Sampson by one stroke was Alden Harris taking it down and Drew Gibson just one stroke behind Luke. So um, a really, really close uh, tournament there, but a big win for Alden taking that down, you know, with a good field. I mean, we talked about Drew Gibson. We mentioned AV was there, um, obviously yourself and a, a slew of other players. So a good tournament win.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the course just sets up so perfectly for where you could throw 400 feet, um, nice center, then try and get up and down from 300, 400 feet. So it was not that the course isn't like it's it's long, but it's not like too long compared to what we used to compete to. So it's just like I was telling a lot of people there that I played with, I was like, this is kind of like a... Uh, relief from overall of, like playing when people played to the jonesboro dynamic disc open because like you can literally blast it 550 feet i had a couple guys watch and they're like dang dude nice throw and i was like oh yeah i went 550 like as they as i range find it but like i didn't get a, a hold of it too and they're like wow you barely threw that then and i was like yeah it was just the wrong direction obviously but yeah alden's been playing well like watch him like warm up and throw a few shots. He's just super smooth, super simple. And so like such an awesome person to be around too. So uh congrats to him. I mean it was it's just awesome to watch. I haven't watched the coverage yet, but like just seeing the the um the crowd erupt for him and just everything was super special.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Very, very cool to see and definitely worthy of a uh, a victory there good to see him playing so well and continuing and, and all everybody that played so uh, definitely go and check out that coverage if you uh, haven't already and uh, check that out and then also on the FPO side got to mention uh, Owens Scoggins taking it down over Jen Allen uh, by just a single stroke again so really really cool to see that at Goat Hill which has kind of been a uh, kind of a, a an open course, a more bomber course, I guess you could kind of say, seeing somebody like Owen come out and compete and, and actually take it away from Jen Allen, who's known as a big arm player. So really, really cool to see that kind of uh, lesser distance, but uh, an absolute tactician when it comes to fairway hits, take it down.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I kind of just uh, explained to everybody. I kind of always used to say like, look at the Avery Jenkins versus the um, Jay Redding, like one's going to out throw the one then one's going to output the other one so it's just like you just got to find and pick and choose what you want to do and i mean yes we would all like to throw far 400 500 600 feet like those guys but realistically if you can throw 300 400 feet consistently 350 and get it where you want to go like accurate like you're gonna perform so much better than the distant throwers you can't um connect on everything too so
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, really, really cool. Make sure you're checking out that coverage because it is a, a lot of fun to see. we got to support these these companies that are providing us coverage for these lesser-known tournaments. They're, they're so worth it. Uh, but we had other tournaments being played out there, big-name tournaments, or big A-tiers, I should say. Um, Shout-out to one of our podcast buddies uh, over at the Nick and Matt Show, Nick Carl, taking down his A-tier. Uh, his first A-tier win, I saw, too. And then on top of that... He won alongside Elaine King winning on the FPO side. Uh, Another unique uh, winner on the MPO side for Elaine King and and some crazy numbers there. So awesome for Nick. Um, Special shout-out, like we said. And then also Kyle Klein taking down the 303 Open. And then um, Macy Vela-Diaz won the tournament she was in. Matt Oram won the tournament that he was in. So uh, an off weekend, but, man, an awful lot of disc golf being played out there
1: yeah absolutely and i mean good competition all at all those tournaments too was super exciting to watch um 303 was the uscgc qualifier too so a lot of people went to that just to skip off on the drive from to, uh santa cruz for the next event coming up
0: yeah and that's that's right where we're going here next and masters cup out at uh, de la viega and santa cruz um you know one of these tournaments that if you've been around disc golf around the pro scene at all, you know the name. It sounds familiar. It's such an iconic course. Uh, just a Silver Series event. A lot of that has to do with cell coverage and, and spectator issues and that kind of thing. Um, really, really interesting debate about that kind of stuff on the upshot today. If you haven't caught it yet, definitely go check that out. Um, but really, really interesting. And, and this, tournament's, this tournament's a lot of fun. The course is historic and... Fun to watch, you know, home of the Barsby Roller Ace that was not seen or caught on film. So uh, it's just it's such a cool thing. I I love this course. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, And, you know, there's going to be a lot of big names out there, too. It's not uh, a silver series in that, you know, it's just going to be lesser known players. There's a lot, a lot of big names out there. So going to be fun to catch the coverage on this
1: yeah absolutely it just it's a short drive from san diego too. uh within five ten hours or whatever i can't remember it's been so long but yeah Dela, one of the oldest and prestigious as course out there too i mean tons of par threes i watched uh, brody's video today and they changed the layout so they're actually playing 18 holes versus the 24 21 27 so a lot of flow and everything then they're returning to the golf course i believe too so the golf Mm. course wasn't um wasn't happening or the last few years or something i can't remember i played the tournament once or twice and we played the golf course the golf course is sweet like that that was like one of the best golf course uh, courses i played in a long time then they switched up a little bit but i mean it's gonna be awesome just to tune in i mean obviously off weekend for me just relaxing, hanging out but there's disc golf i'm gonna be tuned in as much as i can
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm interested. I'm I'm anxious for you to play out at the OTB Open too, because from everybody that I've heard talk about it, they say that that's the best converted golf course that they've seen. So that that's gonna be interesting to get your take on that down the road for sure. But yeah, make sure you're supporting the Masters Cup and and watching it. It'll be final round coverage on DGN. I think I think that's all that's gonna be. Um, and just because, like we said, cell coverage is an issue out there, so. Uh, make sure you tune in though, because this is uh, going to be a lot of fun to watch for sure. And I'm sure I'm sure one of the companies will have some post produced out there, um, but good stuff, good stuff. Well, since we didn't have a a whole lot to talk about here on the show tonight, I wanted to bring up some some questions for Jordan. And I didn't prep him on these. All it says on our on our schedule is tour questions, because I just wanted to throw some questions out about touring that i know other people have asked you know to ask jordan and and i've wanted to ask and things like that just kind of to see a little insight on what touring can be like obviously you know your your tour isn't necessarily a full tour at this point like you said you know you've missed a few tournaments skipped a few tournaments here and there logistically just didn't make sense and and so on and so forth but generally i know you said that you flew to ddo and you drove to goat hill so, are you typically kind of a mixed player when it comes to flying or driving, or do you usually just drive places?
1: Yeah, usually a drive just to get it over with. I like just kind of taking it in. It like li- once I was in like once like living in Minnesota, it was easier to drive to everywhere. But like driving from Minnesota to California is not the not the most ideally thing right now with gas prices and everything. So <laughs> uh, I was just looking at flights at for Waco and DDO, and I snagged two round flight round trip flights for under $200. So you can't beat that. Um, so it was less than gas one way. And just without, I had a host, I had perked someone picking me up at the airport, at the perfect time. So it just all worked out logistically. Um, but yeah, it's always nice to kind of have my car and just kind of be able to leave when I want. And it's just kind of expenses too, you know? Um, but yeah, I overall like the drive. I mean, it's, it, it's tough, but it's i think it's worth it in the long run
0: all right fair enough so when you're when you're cruising you've got a long drive between tournaments here are you a music guy or podcasts or what are you what are you listening to or or maybe nothing maybe you just like being alone with your thoughts
1: yeah mostly music there's been a few times where i listen to podcasts or like i have a little uh phone thing on my uh on my dash and i just my phone in, turn it sideways, and like watch like just some music or like a pop, like not music, but like say, um, like a recap show on YouTube, but like obviously focusing on driving too, just kind of like quick glance type thing. Because they're, I mean, driving through New Mexico, you can't, there's nobody on the road, like, oh man, really there, yeah, it's it's no. I've one. done so that, like, yeah. I, I, I'm i always safe, I'm always precautious, but like sometimes I'll just turn on like a, a clip or something and this and that, it just varies on the mood, but yeah, mostly music
0: nowadays. Kansas is another one, man. Driving straight across Kansas. I had to drive straight east to west once and just, oh, brutal. Anyways, all right. So uh, let's talk about, while you're you're touring, let's talk about food for a second because we, we've talked before in a previous podcast about, obviously, health is very, very important to you. Nutrition is very, very important to you. Um, how do you... I mean, are you kind of planning ahead of time so that you have food with you, or are you just kind of, you know what, I'm going to wing it and find something good, or how do, how do you work that?
1: Yeah, I think it just depends on the mood, honestly. I think mostly I, I fast, so I don't eat until noon anyways, so um, it's kind of h- hard with tea times nowadays where you could be at 7 a.m. or you can be at 12 p.m. or noon or whatever the thing is, but I try to fast and try to eat. Um, after I play, I usually don't like to play on like a full belly or just like anything in my system too. just, I don't know. I've, I've always been that way too. So, um, if I have like a two o'clock tea time, I'll eat at like eight or nine, just to kind of something small, like banana or yogurt or something. But like when I'm driving, I try to stop somewhere that has gas or something. I, I know, like I usually stop at like a love's travel stop or like a flying J just because there's always food. Um, they got restaurants there. They have little snack packs, but usually I try to not eat as much when I'm driving just because it's, it's kind of like when I used to do a calorie deficit that like I would just constantly take in food, but I wouldn't get that kind of exercise exercise out. So it's just like, all right, I just ate 2000 calories. Now I just like, I'm stuck with it or I have to go to the bathroom type thing. So usually just a little bit of snacks. Like I used to have sunflower seeds all the time when I was driving before I got my braces. Um, it's been a while since I had sunflower seeds. So I might have to start doing that because tri- driving is going to be coming up soon too with the summer too. So tournaments are coming in hot. So uh, I think my fir- one of my first drives is going to be to Minnesota. So that's 24, 26 hours instantly. So uh, not yeah. prepared for that. I, after the San Diego trip, that five and a half hours I was like, dang, I don't miss this yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fair enough. So, all right. So you you try and eat, you know, obviously healthy. So you're you're saying with the fasting that you actually, if you have a tea time that's going to interfere with that, or like a later tea time, you actually will eat just a little bit earlier, just to okay. Yeah, kind right of on, adjust cool.
1: the hours type thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fair. Awesome. I, I love that. Intermittent fasting is something that I've I've been doing for the past a year and a half or so now myself and I absolutely love it. So, very very cool. Um what then with this, you know, picking up going to a gas station? What's the uh what's the guilty pleasure when you go to a gas station for a snack? What's the one that you're kind of cheating a little bit here, you know, not eating super healthy? Is there something is there something you kind of treat yourself with a little bit?
1: Yeah, it used to be a fast break. It still is a fast break. So, like, a oh. fast break. They, they, they don't even, I don't even know if they make them anymore, but like, I go to a gas station. It's rare that you see them. So, like, someone's like, hey, you want me to get you something? I was like, yeah, see, so yeah, if they got a fast break. They don't have anything, but yeah, it used to be like a Three Musketeers, Reese's Pieces, m Ms. but yeah, it's it's a fast break.
0: Nice, nice. So, a sweets guy. It it's, yeah, yes. I'm a sugar sweet, yeah. There you go. Sweet Fair
1: too. enough.
0: Fair enough. All right. So, what. When you're when you go out on tour and you hit uh, or you're going to a tournament and you start playing practice rounds before the tournament, are you cramming like two rounds in a day or are you trying to stick to like one round a day not to you know wear yourself out or what's your strategy there?
1: Yeah, I think it just depends on how much time I have for the tournament and how many courses we play. So obviously, if we're playing two courses in a day, I'll usually throw one shot on that first course, just to not wear myself out. Then it, when we do lunch or whatever, I'll eat something small or just a few snacks just to kind of feel refreshed too. But usually when I get to a a tournament, kind of like what I did this last week, and I usually just get there and see how the course is and see how it's playing and just look at all the, all the obstacles and just kind of figure out a game plan that works best for me. I think, um, first, then the second round is, uh, usually throw the shots I want to throw. Um, so basically in, land in positions where i want to be too so uh like i said i felt like goat hill i threw the disc really well in in um practice the the two three rounds that i played i get to the tournament and been like all right what is going on and sometimes that's happened like that's that's just like golf and disc golf i mean i've had plenty of tournaments where i didn't throw the disc well in practice and i was like i don't even want to be here i'm going home then all of a sudden you take top 10 you know like it or even win the tournament i felt like that in practice too at ddo where i shot that first round where i couldn't make a putt then i would go eight for eight from 15 feet and i was like that's cool with me because like (laughs) i was missing those left and right and like had in the wind or like i couldn't get up and down so like it just shows like some days the practice feels good then the tournament comes and it's pressure and then it makes it you know
0: yeah absolutely um yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, so, then the next question that I had was well, I had one and now it's kind of spaced off on me. Darn it! Uh, I didn't have these planned out obviously. Uh, so let's talk about the the rest of the summer as far as your tournaments or your tournament travels go. Is there like one or two tournaments specifically that you've been the whole time? You've been like, I cannot wait for this tournament. Stoked to get here, get back here, try this course out. Anything like that specific?
1: Yeah, I think it's mostly the Minnesota ones, like the Majestic and like the uh, Preserve and even Titan. So like those first three weeks in uh, June, a couple of weeks in June, I don't know what they are. Uh, but yeah, those ones I haven't played in a while and just kind of revenge and see friends, family, all the things. So uh, I know Cedar Rapids, we play Wildcat um, and, and that's one of the best courses in Iowa. So, I mean, I love that place. I almost had chance of winning it that tournament a few times and it's just good golf good good people good good vibes you know
0: yeah absolutely that's a that's a probably the three-week stretch that i'm most excited for you for too and that's partially selfish because i get to be a part of a couple of those weeks which is awesome so gonna be a lot of fun looking forward to that uh good stuff so let's move over and guys if you have if you're listening to this and you have other questions for jordan Hit me up on on social media and let me know because you know we're, we've got a couple weeks now where we're not going to have a ton of stuff to talk about, which is okay. Um, but it's good to have these questions on on tap, and we can uh, we can let Jordan answer them as they come in. So good, good stuff. So. Let's move over here now and talk about the flight plate skip ace, the fantasy disc golf league that we've got going on. Uh, I've really forgotten about updating or uh, bringing it up on the podcast, and there's there's reasons for that. Uh, Jordan Jordan brought it up here, and I wonder why. And uh, so, looking at it here as it stands right now, we've got in first place Chainshark Disc Golf out of uh, Milwaukee here or out of the Wisconsin area. Uh, in first place, and right behind him, though, Mr. Jordan Castro in second place, and then behind him, a few, uh, a little bit behind him, would be Brixton, uh, Brixton Card Company. Make sure you're watching out for them. They've got some cool stuff that they've been showing off that they're about ready to drop. So, very, very exciting things. And in fourth place, middle of the pack. Yours truly, Josh Wennis. Um, yeah, that's that's a thing. PDGA stats in fifth, right right behind me literally like a matter of four points behind me uh and then ian from north par disc golf in sixth and then kevin myers from yardbirds uh bringing up the end and kevin has had a rough go of it um he had eagle mcmahon as his first pick um and that's really that that sucks i mean that that hurts that's fantasy though for you right i mean it's just one of those things that um
1: it's like christian (laughs) mccaffrey when he gets injured man (laughs)
0: Season's exactly, over. it's just bad. It's it's bad. So there's an update on our skip base league, and we'll be sure to update that a little bit more frequently here, um, and uh, go from there. So actually, while we're talking about this, the question that I had for you, Jordan, popped back into my head, and I feel it's important to talk about because it's been kind of all over all the other podcasts lately is what do you think about and I know it didn't necessarily involve you 100% but what do you think about the DGPT schedule where they just had three tournaments in a row back to back to back and two of those tournaments were four round tournaments i mean we've seen you know a fair number of players DNF um, you know some injuries um, more injuries I, I don't it's hard a lot of people are saying that there's more injuries now but other people are saying that it's not necessarily more injuries it's just that people are deciding to take time off rather than play through them do you think the schedule is impacting this at all or, I mean do you think that there is an issue with the schedule or do you think hey pu- put all the tournaments on that you want and then people can select what are they're going from there
1: yeah, absolutely, and that's what a lot of people were talking about at DDO is Champions Cup, Jonesboro, then our, um, DDO. Obviously, you play three championship level courses. I mean, W.R. Jackson, big what through the woods? It's a bomb, it's it's a hard course, especially four days. Uh, Jonesboro, wide open bombs, then DDO, um, wide open two courses. I mean, you're throwing bombs, especially in the wind. I mean, I think it's it's tough. I mean, especially with the traveling, you're going. Georgia, up to Jonesboro, then over there. So, I mean, that's 20 hours, especially from Texas, too. 20, 24 hours, then playing three courses. And that's why a lot of people took last weekend off and this next weekend off because of travel and just all the things. But I think um, I was talking to, I think, Clemens about it, and he was basically saying that it should be, like, every other week or something like that. Just um, sprinkle it in. Like, obviously, you could go Elite Series, a tier, silver series, then elite series or something. Then if everybody wants, whoever wants to play those, awesome. If not, like whatever. But I think the elite series should be obviously a week apart because of setup and just travel and this and that. Um, then I think those silver series or those little A tiers or like not little, but like those ones that we don't really necessarily play, then people can play them too. But I think the scheduling, the uh, pro tour and the PDG are. Are, they know they know how the players feel and they know how um what we say about it and they're, they they're always open to advice but yeah and that's one of the reasons why like I don't really travel as much as I want to or whatever just because obviously time from away from home then especially all the um all the practice, all the travel, all the playing. And like, obviously seven weeks in a row is tough because then you're doing all this, then you're not fully rested. I mean, like I mentioned a few weeks ago on the podcast, there was a time where I played, I think three months straight. In the, and that was all leading up to worlds and the, the first day at world after worlds, I didn't touch a disc and it felt great. So, I mean, that just, and it's hard on the body. Um, I mean, disc golf uses a lot of, uh, Body parts, moving parts. So, like when you do it for so long, I mean, that's why there's so many injuries right now. And it's just you got to take a breath then relax. But everybody's just like, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play, because the season just goes by so quick.
0: Well, and I think I, I think the other thing too, at least that that's kind of popped up into my mind is there's so much parity in disc golf right now. I mean, we're seeing players with you know lower ratings win. We're seeing you know. A, Sure, the big guys are, are usually up at the top, but we're seeing guys. We talked about them earlier. Alden Harris has been competing pretty darn well this year, even in big, big elite series events. So I, I think the pressure is there too, knowing that, hey, this could be my weekend. You know, I don't want to miss it. And then payouts are getting bigger. And let's be honest, I mean, money is everything when it comes to touring like this. Um, And I I like the idea, though, of going every other week, like having, you know, an Elite Series event and then either a Silver Series or maybe there's a big A tier in the area or something like that Um, or bigger A tier that, you know, some of the players that want to play can and and pick and choose because i think ultimately it it does come down to the players you know here's the schedule that's why they released the schedule so far in advance you can make your accommodations you can decide what you want to do where you want to go and um it is just unfortunate though that there's there's so much there's so much going on um but yeah okay well that's good that's just something that i kind of wanted to uh, get your thoughts on there so let's talk a little bit about the flight plate discs the discs that we got, we announced it last week and man, Jordan's been a busy dude because he has been fielding all sorts of questions, requests, purchases and everything like that. And it has, if, if you've in the past week and a half, if you've talked to somebody about getting a disc from the flight plate podcast, that's been Jordan a hundred percent because, uh, I don't have mine yet. They're coming. They should be here on Thursday, the day this releases per the tracking information, which I'm stoked about. Um, and, uh, But yeah, why don't you talk a little bit about that, Jordan, what this has been like?
1: Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, It's very supportive, a lot more messages and um, just support than I thought, which is kind of awesome. You know, like it's pros and cons, obviously. I have a few left to go. So if you're listening and you purchase one, they're coming, I promise. We just had a little bit of delays in some boxes. Um, I thought I had enough boxes and I didn't or whatever, just like I said, I had so many orders, but yeah, it's been awesome. We have the fission reactors, fission Teslas, fission uh, volts, and the neutron soft envies. So, uh, I sold out of my I don't even know, 25 envies instantly, like crazy. So Josh has the last 10 or 15. So if you want to envy, go to Josh uh, or just message us, obviously, on social media. Then we can direct it, too. So the sport's been awesome. And the disc looks so cool. There's been so many stamp variations and colors. Um, a couple of auctions went pretty high a lot of people said like this is the best stamp i've seen in a long time so uh, i might have to make another order on a, on a rerun too so maybe yeah in a few weeks we can, let's do all that
0: yeah i was definitely going to hit you up on that and see what you thought about that too we'll talk about that we'll see we'll see what we can do um i know that uh, like jordan just said what's what's left of those envies are going to be coming my way here soon that being said please do not flood our inbox with requests for me until i have the discs in hand please um i just don't want to be keeping track of that much so uh, once i have them i'm going to be i'll post on uh, our social medias and my social medias that we've got or that i've got them and have them available but um yeah, so that's exciting. Very, very exciting. I can't wait to get them actually in my hands um, and, and take a look at them. And it's really cool too. I'm, I'm stoked that I'm getting them on Thursday because Saturday I'm playing a tournament. So I'll have a couple of those in my bag, no doubt. Just. You know that'll be the one that i'll just be like out and holding on to just randomly waiting for somebody to be like that's a cool stamp where's that from be like oh well let me tell you just you know you're good humble brag right humble brag there you go
1: yeah i i set a few side just to have just to throw so eventually when i do some more field work i'm doing it so i actually upgraded my uh my little shipping station with the printer label maker too so and got a a account with um shipping stuff so it's been it's been way easier than versus sitting in the in the post office uh, line and just getting the dust there, especially with when I had to do it for my cash the first run. I mean, a hundred discs in a, in a line, people aren't the prettiest at 9am.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely understand that. And that's something that I've toyed around with. I haven't gone that far yet, but if we do a rerun, I might have to, I might have to do that myself and, and invest in that. So, uh very very cool, very very exciting. We appreciate all the support like Jordan said it's really really fun. Um super super exciting. Uh we want to talk a little bit though or Jordan wants to talk a little bit about his circuit challenge. This is exciting. MVP's brought these back this year. Um you know, it's it's similar if you've ever heard of the trilogy challenge, similar to that, you get 3 discs. You use those 3 discs for a tournament. Uh usually they do a it's a flex start usually. Um, from what i've seen at least um and yeah have some fun with some new discs or i mean there's what two new discs this year right
1: two new discs with then and an adam, yeah. At- yeah, so
0: adam I'm Potter, running,
1: yeah yeah so i'm running a circuit challenge um and um, August the last weekend in August it's a Friday it's flex start we're doing it a little beginner course so uh, sports been awesome um, I've actually picked up quite a bit of extra packs so if you're in the Phoenix or even the Arizona come on out um, super easy you get three discs and you play best score so I'm gonna have a bunch of prizes I'm gonna have a, ber- a bunch of merchandise I just got the inventory's insane right now hats and shirts clothes uh, discs everything um, so I actually gonna have a basket giveaway I'm gonna have a clinic I'm wow. have an ace pot um i'm actually fundraising i have some watermelon paradoxes right now i stocked up Ooh. on those um so i've been um auctioning those for um a, a giveaway for the circuit challenge so what i'm doing is whatever money i bring in i'm gonna give it away so it's it's pushing almost 300 bucks right now so if you're li- listening and you're tuning in from arizona it's you, you you play for fifty bucks and you have a chance to make your money and if not more on a one shot with the disc too. So um, and a clinic trying- and a clinic and a clinic. Yeah, who wouldn't want a clinic? So it's gonna be like an hour clinic, just a whoever shows up and flex start. So it's gonna be awesome. To just to sit up there, hang out, and um, it's, it's kind of like a way to give back to the community and just like something that I've always kind of wanted to do, and especially with like my support system and the sponsorship. Everything is just. I'm, I'm super excited because like either I've, I've done tournaments i haven't done something like this so it's kind of like a new experience for me and just kind of give back to the community and they support me i support them you know it's a win-win
0: yeah very very cool and you know speaking of of supporting and sponsoring and stuff like that i want to bring something up that i actually didn't get a chance to mention to jordan uh forgot so a little bit of a surprise to him but um we are actually, as the flight plate, going to be a sponsor for the Titan Open this year in Cedar Rapids. I reached out to them, and we're gonna we're gonna have you know a sponsorship deal with them and everything like that. So we're gonna be sponsors, and then on top of that, as one of their uh, giveaways that they do, like door prize, raffle prize, whatever giveaways that they're gonna have, they will have a limited edition, as a as you know, flight plate disc. That's going to be signed. So that's going to be really, really cool. They're excited. Uh, we're excited to be a part of it because the Titan Open, like we talked, Jordan talked about, it's a fun tournament. Wildcats, a great course. Like he said, one of the best courses, if not the best course here in Iowa. Um, and Titan Disc Golf in Cedar Rapids and Des Moines is an awesome, awesome place. And uh, love those guys to death. So uh, happy to be a part of it. And uh, watch for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's awesome. Right.
1: Super excited about that. Show up on a uh, show up on the course and see it for the first time. It's going to be awesome.
0: That's right. That's right. All right. So let's move over here to our PDGA stats surprise stat of the week. I've got two of them today, uh, and both of them are pretty fitting. I wanted to work them into when we were talking earlier, but I kind of spaced on it, but that's okay. We're going to talk first about Goat Hill, challenge at Goat Hill, and the winner of that event, Alden Harris. He averaged the highest event rating of his career – which was a 10.49 event average when he won this weekend. And he set the previous high just two weeks ago at Jonesboro when he performed pretty darn well as well and set a 10.46 average. So like we talked about, this kid trending up, trending up. That's really awesome to hear. And this one is thought would be fun because it's all about Masters Cup at De La Viega. We talked about how historic this event is. And just to talk about how historic this event is, Both of the winners from the 2001 Masters Cup, 21 years ago, they're actually registered to play this weekend out there as well. Now, here's the thing. Jordan, I want your guess as to who they were. Without looking it up, 2001 Masters Cup. You know they're still playing because they're both registered for the event. Who do you got? FPO, MPO?
1: FPO, MPO. MPO is going to be Steve Rico, I think. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. All right. Good guess. FPO is going to be Juliana Corber.
0: Wow. Crushed it. Crushed it. You got it. JK wow. and Steve Rico. That's awesome. Good yeah, job. I I
1: thought at first I thought was thinking Anton just because he's always like that guy's insane. Like, that would have been a good guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. Very good guess. Wow, Steve Rico and Juliana Corber both playing this weekend out at Masters Cup, which that that's so awesome. I love that. Twenty one years, twenty one years. That's ago. insane.
1: And they're probably throwing the same discs on those holes too. <laughs> You're
0: probably uh, throwing them right. leopards. You're probably right. throwing
1: them leopards, throwing them rocks, those ghosts. They're throwing everything out there.
0: Oh man, yeah, just yeah. The course just, just sets
1: up perfectly for them. Part three, so like fairways, that mids, the putters, and yep. I mean it's. You, you try and land 30 short or then it slides it's crazy i, I was watching the the brody video today and there's a putt where he laid up 20 feet and went 40 long just because it slid.
0: i was like oh my <laughs> gosh you got daylight oh yeah yeah you catch a root you stand up and you roll 40 feet yeah exactly that's uh, down the cliff down the cliff say
1: goodbye to say bye <laughs> to your disc
0: so awesome All right. Well, the last thing we wanted to talk about here tonight was uh, we mentioned last week uh, we're doing a giveaway with Upper Park Disc Golf, a $100 voucher to Upper Park's website. We made a post about it over on our Instagram, and we are going to hold off on announcing a winner until next week. And so this is your reminder. If you have not seen the post yet, you need to go over to our Instagram and check out the Upper Park giveaway post. The instructions are on there. They're very intensive, so make sure you follow all of them and just like the post. That's all you got to do. And we're going to pick a winner, and uh, we're going to pick a winner on the show next week. We're going to have that all set up. We just wanted to give you guys one more week because this is a pretty cool deal, and and we love Upper Park. So, in fact, Jordan just got – he sent me a picture. He got his Ledgestone Upper Park shift bag today. Looks sweet, i got to admit. Yeah, it looks pretty sweet. I can't wait to open it. It stands out. I, I, I like yeah, it. Yeah, red,
1: white, and blue. So uh, they just launched them today. So if you would like to um, pick one up, you can use Jordan 10. Uh, you get, uh, I think, 10% off, 15% off. I I get a little uh, support kickback on that, and you you save some money. So it's a win-win. So highly recommend. And new colors are coming. I just talked to Martin at Upper Park. I was having a little um, message with him, and he's like, restock's coming, man, restock's coming.
0: Oh boy, that's exciting. That's very, very cool. They're doing good things over there at Upper Park. Um, this weekend at the tournament that I'm playing is the first time I'll have the, the Rebel out in tournament play. I had it out for a casual round last weekend, but um, kind of excited about that. Although, i got I got to admit, my wife's a little bit bummed because she just managed to pick up an Axiom watermelon umbrella. And now I'm not using the watermelon bag, and she's going to be out there on the course with me with the umbrella, just to keep out of the sun a little bit. And uh, I'm not going to have the watermelon bag. I'm tough. I'm sorry, but I got to go with the Rebel, right? I can't.
1: Yep. I'll talk to Martin and see if we can get a watermelon one going. There we go.
0: Oh, man. That would be sick. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Good stuff. Good, good stuff. And, you know, you mentioned collabs. We've got some cool stuff in the works that we can't tell you guys right now, and it kills me. It kills both of us not to be able to share it, I'm sure. Um, But we've got some really cool stuff going on behind the scenes, and we're really excited to share that with you. Uh, But one thing that we can share is we are going to work on getting a date set for a live meet and greet, live podcast, whatever you want to call it, the whole shebang, uh, during the week before the Preserve uh, in Minnesota, and this is going to be over at one of our sponsors' locations, Yardbirds Disc Golf. We're going to get all of the details for you guys and figure it out. It's going to be one probably you know late afternoon, evening kind of thing. Hang out, do a show, and and talk a little bit, and get to you know kind of answer questions if people are there and want to ask questions and all that good stuff. Get a chance to meet Jordan. I'm sure we'll have some some merch there. Jordan will have some merch there for sure, and um, uh. Kevin from Yardbirds is getting a few discs from the flight plate disc uh, disc drop that we have, so there may those may be the last few available by that point. Come June. So, you know, if you're going to be in that area up by the preserve, from what I understand, I don't have the address right now, but from what I understand, his shop is like 30 minutes from, uh, 30 ish minutes from the preserve. Um, so check that out for sure. And watch for social medias. We'll make a Facebook event for it so that it's all available and you can check it all out, but we're going to work on the details for that. That's the one thing we can tell you other stuff to be determined coming soon. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll get that all out, but, uh, Man, this is this has been a good show. I'm excited. I like I said, I've got a tournament this weekend. I'm stoked for it. I'm playing a course completely blind. I'm I'm not a big fan of that. I know Jordan's shaking his head at me. I know I wanted to get out there this past weekend. Unfortunately, conflicts. I couldn't do it. Um, it's like an hour and a half to two hours away from me, so it's a little bit of a drive. But uh, uh, playing the tournament, two round C tier. So you know, I'll have a chance to. To play a few holes before the whole thing starts and, and check it out i've got a couple couple of friends that are playing there too um and say that i'll be okay um want to shout uh, a big shout out to mitch prime on twitter a guy that i've followed for a while on twitter and then just happened to find out that the dude lives like 30 minutes from me and is playing in this tournament so um pretty cool excited to uh, to meet him and everything but yeah i I'm all set from my end here, guys. We want to thank you so much for, for listening to the show and supporting us with the disc purchases and everything like that. And if you're still looking for a disc, hit us up and uh, yeah, man, thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you guys next week on the next flight plate podcast. (laughs)